Hello, I'm Adult. And I'm Young. I'm 24. And I'm 14. And this is Young Adult. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. Yeah, today we're reviewing The Matrix Reloaded. You know, because I just watched it for the first time. Uh, so it, it technically fits our remit in that it is a movie that both uh, teenagers and adults can enjoy. Yeah, certainly can. Yeah. Apparently, um, no, I'm just going to bring this up straight away uh, before we even do the intro because, yeah, when this movie came out, it was R-rated, which I have apparently, but weird well, thoughts about like what? Well, it was R-rated in the states, and here in Ireland, uh, we may as well <laughs> admit dun, dun, our dun. location. Yes, we are in Ireland. Uh, here in Ireland, it was rated 15s, so... Yeah, I mean, even 15s, I felt, was pushing it a little bit. Yeah. Now, in fairness, uh, we'll get to this, but you fast-forwarded through the one scene with nudity because it bored you. <laughs> um, which is understandable, but... It doesn't uh, have... I can see why that would bump the rating up. It doesn't have nudity, nudity. You didn't see it, you don't know. I did. I watched, like, most... I only skipped, like, two frames. <laughs> Sure you did. Okay. Uh, what, what use would fast-forwarding past two frames be? Well, I was getting bored of it, and I'm, I just skipped for it, and it was, turned out it was almost over anyway, so I just kind of skipped for it. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we should address? Oh, yeah. Um, so we we both rewatched this independently um, because of the upcoming sequel. Matrix uh, 4. Resurrections. Yes. Uh, interestingly enough, it's only going to be directed by Lana, which... Which which house I don't know how to Wachowski? say it. Wachowski. Wachowski. I stride in the room, all young and hip. So, the movie opens with uh, this sort of the the famous kind of matrixy looking. Yeah, the matrix rating code. Um, but the the code then forms it. We we see it's like each symbol of the code is made up of even smaller symbols, and it's this whole thing. And then eventually we see that like there's like a bunch of gears made out of code, and then they're part of a clock, and that's um, that's what it is. It, it, it's it's the code of a clock. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I watched this without taking notes because I didn't know we were gonna be doing this. But you had this planned out, and you took the time to uh, write up some stuff in your notes app but so I'm going off memory yeah you I'm, I'm not surprised that you don't remember exactly what the details of that was because it's honestly you can only really tell if you're looking at it and trying to tell what what it's forming into yeah so um, and it's look I, I only bring this up because it's too long I'm, I'm not gonna lie it, it's... everything in this movie is too long Okay, look, I, I like this movie. I really liked this movie, actually. I was I, I, I expected not to like it as much as I did I'm, on rewatching. I'm one of these people, and I'm sure there will be eyes rolling listening to this, who didn't even like the first Matrix movie that much. Yeah, I know. You've, you've said I, so. I watched it. It was it was grand. It was like a C and B movie. Good grief. I, I, don't, I don't know how you could have such bad taste. It was a six or a seven at best. Um, so, The Matrix, one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> um, I'm not going to claim that this sequel is as good, but it is still pretty good. This um, movie was a... Despite some flaws such as this overly slow opening. This movie was it was bordering on a T. A T for troll. I love that. I love that. 
Yeah, look, I know this, this is not a popular movie, despite my personal enjoyment of it. Um, Most people are of the opinion that this, the first Matrix movie is amazing, and then the sequels are okay, bordering on bad, and then I'm more like, the first Matrix movie is okay, and these movies are just bad. Ugh. It hurt to watch this movie. It's so long. And I've watched it far is, longer movies. It is longer than I thought it was. Like it's like two and a half hours long, and I've yeah. watched a lot longer than that. But I it kind really of, dragged by. In my mind, the point where the movies, where the two sequels are split, had drifted. So I, I, I expected it to end earlier, and then the rest of the movie to be in the sequel. Um, yeah, well, my problem with this is, not only is the movie long, every single scene is far longer than we're used to. Which sometimes didn't matter, and sometimes really mattered. Hmm. Like, I just want to bring up an example of the bit where Neo is fighting all the Smiths for the first time. For the first time, okay, let, let me talk about this. Uh, this fight scene goes on for quite literally like eight minutes. It goes on forever. Yeah, the action scenes are long, which is great because they're really good action scenes. <sighs> which is terrible because they're 50-50 at best. Oh, come on. Every single action scene in this movie is a winner, except maybe the one where he fights a bunch of the, like, mooks in the palace. That's quite literally one of the worst action scenes in movie history. Oh, no. That's not true at all. That is one of... That has zero stakes. It has... No, it doesn't have any stakes. Mm, it doesn't have huge stakes, but it is... I'm sorry. A great I'm, excuse, I'm gonna it, is very... a great, it is a great excuse to watch it do, do all sorts of awesome ninja stuff. I'm gonna... I'm gonna get very angry at points during this, because... I was angry at this movie. Okay, uh, so anyway, the intro, uh, we zoom uh, we zoom out of the clock to see that it is some security guard's clock, and pretty quickly it is blown up by Trinity kicking a motorcycle at it or something. Yeah, um, that... <laughs> she, like, well, she doesn't kick, she, she rides a motorcycle towards it and backflips off it. Am second. I misremembering something about the first Matrix movie? Like, isn't there a whole scene where, like, Neo jumps off a building and just dies... And she jumps off the building and it's just fine. I don't think so. Uh, like, there's... isn't there multiple scenes in the first movie where this, like, Neo's, like, training montage thing? Oh, okay. There and is... he just dies over and over. There is... He doesn't die, but yes, there's a there's a thing where they're jumping between two buildings. Right. Uh, so, yes, they can jump, like, these incredible distances between the two buildings. And Neo, ha Neo in, in the training simulation, uh, initially he fails and the ground like sort of goes all soft and catches oh, up. Oh, okay. Okay, that's, that's fine then. I, I was just confused about that because I was a little unsure. Uh, my, my real problem with this scene is... Sorry, just... how, does that, how does that... Even if it was true that Trinity can jump off buildings and survive, how is that a criticism of this scene? Well, my criticism was that I thought that she couldn't in the last movie. Oh. Yeah, that, that I was just misremembering something. Okay. Uh, but she doesn't do that... She doesn't do it in this scene. What are you talking about? She does. She literally flies off a building on a motorcycle from like 50 feet up and it's just oh, fine. okay, I guess... Which, I, I don't have a problem with it in this case, but I had a problem with it thinking... Well, she, dri she drives she drives like off a roof into a window, out another window, and then j jumps off the bike, which crashes into yeah, the security hut. Anyway, my problem initially, but what I'm saying is I'm not even criticizing this anymore because I was just misremembering something, is that... I thought she was doing something which had been previously proved that you couldn't do. Okay, I can see why that would be yeah, annoying. Yeah. But that's, yeah, no, that's, that, that's fine. That's I'm... not the case. In fact, this scene isn't even happening. This is a dream, although it, yeah. it does it does later happen because it's kind of like a prophecy dream. But let's talk about the actual problems of this scene. Okay, so um, 
Okay, it's so, basically fine up until this, the, like the very end yeah. of the scene. Uh, it, what what did strike me as a little interesting is that uh, there's there's time for all the security guards to scramble out of the way and they all survive, which and she like knocks them out. Uh, where and in fact this is pretty consistent throughout the whole movie. The heroes don't really kill anyone in this movie. Uh, they kill. There's very few people die in this movie. Whereas in the yeah, first die on screen. In the Can first I bring Matrix up a moment movie, at the end? Where Neo is literally creating like a freaking tornado of <laughs> murder and okay, death yes, behind a, him. Apart from that scene, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I think. Okay, we don't see anyone be... getting killed, but he's literally tearing up streets. Yeah, it does seem hard to believe that that didn't kill a whole lot of people, uh, but it's never shown, also, so it's not totally the clear. Car scene, that long car chase scene where multiple random people cars get like destroyed. Uh, they do, but not by the heroes. There's always, I'm pretty sure it's always the villains who do that. Uh, whereas in the first movie, our heroes just. Literally, the finale of the first movie is them, like, storming into a building and just shooting all the guards. A scene which, I mean, I've said this before, uh, I watched, maybe you guys were on a nostalgia thing spree, but uh, in the same week or two, we watched The Matrix and then Blade, which were both made around the same time. Blade was released a year earlier, but... um, And Blade features bullet, a bullet time dodging scene first, yes. Yeah, but what I was actually going to say is the ending of both of those movies are basically shot for shot. It's shocking. Hmm. Do you remember, like, the end, they're almost in the same building. They have, they yeah, do the whole same, you know, definitely bunch of guns. Yeah, strong similarities with the... Honestly, to be honest, I thought they were both weird 90s movies. I liked Blade more. Yeah, there, there was something in the water with the... Really? That's interesting. I didn't know that. It was... I didn't love Blade, but it was... I thought it was I mean, Blade's, more a, Blade's a fun movie, but, um... And yes, they're, they're definitely both very nineties. Don't get me wrong; I didn't think Blade was a that great was, movie. The, the whole the whole aesthetic of both of the movies is very very much drawing on sort of the yeah. the ambient ideas of what's cool. I kind of felt bad for Blade because the end of that movie had some of the worst CGI ever, and then The Matrix had some yeah. pretty decent CGI. Yeah, especially Blade, for the time. Blade's, obviously, like Blade's biggest issue is at least <laughs> its biggest issue for me is yeah the the CGI just doesn't hold up, whereas yeah the Matrix really does. It does uh, in the first the CG, movie. The CGI in this movie mostly holds up as well, in my opinion. Um, uh, I didn't. I didn't find that. I thought it looked a lot more rubbery, especially which I found weird considering this movie had a budget of 150 million. Which yeah. look, I know they were working in you know 20 years ago. This is the CGI wasn't as advanced, hmm. but considering how much better the CGI I found yeah. was in the first Matrix. And another murdery thing that doesn't show up at all in this movie is uh, in the first movie. When you kill an agent, which is like a big deal, uh, then they turn back into a normal person, and so you've just killed that normal person. Uh, but yeah. but in, in, the, in this movie, we never see an agent get killed, so I guess it's understandable that, that doesn't happen, but it is still interesting to me that this... It, it kind of seems like they've maybe backed off a little bit on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's a bit of a tangent. So, the scene... It doesn't even really progress so much as cut to Trinity trying to escape from an agent... And then diving out a window, firing backwards at him, and he shoots her. And uh, this threw me a little bit because, as, as we've discussed a little bit um, off, off screen, <laughs> and it's funny we watched this at separate times. You watch it alone. Uh, I watched it with someone. And this 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 bugged us both. Well, it uh, stood out to us both. It stood out to. I said it aloud because uh, I was I was I was I was watching it with someone. You were. Completely yeah. alone. The bullets in this scene are moving really weirdly. They're moving at the wrong speed. Yeah. So when you have two people falling out of building in slow motion, 
The bullets should still be zooming past. Yeah, bullets move a lot faster than falling people. Yeah, like you can you can put that down to where the people are yeah. moving very slowly, now, but the bullets the re- should be. The really interesting thing about this is, in mo, in a lot, it's very common in movies to do this to just to have like, oh, it's a cool slow motion scene, but we want to see the moving bullets moving in slow motion and the people moving in slow motion. Don't so do it. Just, it looks wrong. Yeah, it. I, it, it never looks. It good. annoys me every time. Um, and this movie kind of does it, but also kind of doesn't because later on, when we see this scene not in a dream. It doesn't. It mostly doesn't happen. Yeah, I thought. I thought that, like the beginning of that scene changed, and then the ending was the same. But clearly, I guess it was upgraded. They they fixed some problems. I don't know why they wouldn't have just fixed problems. No, I see. It. The thing is, I I wonder if maybe it's not not a mistake at all. Like maybe this is deliberately for like hinting to us that this is a dream. I doubt it. Maybe. Now you see, I didn't think they fixed it that much. In the when we see it again, I still felt that they were going a little off. Yeah. Uh, well, that was probably when we, when that we, was probably movie again, stylization. But uh, when we see it again, they're they're falling a, a bit in slow motion, uh, but the bullets you can't see the bullets at all. They're just their guns are just firing up until the very final bullet, which hits Trinity, and we do see that moving in slow motion. Super, and, super slow motion. And no, but it, it is you, you can still see that she's she's moving. So it it. it and the, the glass around them is still falling yeah. as the bullet travels. If you can see her right. moving, then yeah. you shouldn't be able so to for, see for the that, For that one bullet, it does the same weird thing. But um, Also, yeah, uh, back to the R-rated thing. This movie is 15s apparently for violence. You know the way things will show well, you why they're 15s uh, sometimes? Well, this one just says violence. What? Well, I mean, what? seeing a bullet slowly going into someone and the blood coming out, I guess, is kind of violent. The blood was some of the worst CGI in this movie. Mm, yeah, probably. I wasn't really paying attention to that it. Was, I, I was kind of like seeing like, oh, well, this is a very tame movie when it comes to violence. Because I felt the last one was pretty tame. Yeah, well, as I said, there's not too much death. Uh, well, there is also a guy gets shot in the head, I guess, and again, there's blood. Um, the thing is, in a lot of... I, I know you feel this movie should be 12s, which maybe it should be. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, in a lot of 12s movies, like people will get shot, but somehow there's no blood. And in fairness... Yeah, but in the better 12s movie, they'll get shot, and it's just just a little bit of blood. You don't... You don't. In fairness, like when you get shot from the front, yeah, there that, shouldn't be an explosion that of is, blood. That is realistic, yeah. Um, um, in fairness, she's falling, so the blood should be going up. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and getting shot in the head again, there's a little bit of blood, but... You know, it's not too crazy. It's it's yeah. one of those ones where it's just a very little neat bullet hole. Yeah, which is not that's not how it would be. <laughs> that's true. I've no idea how realistic that is. Uh, I don't know if it ever happens. It's from what I can tell that wouldn't be very realistic. It, you know, for one, the back of someone's head would get a lot more blown open. Well, we don't see the back of his head. I don't think. Yeah, but I'm. I'm thinking of, but yeah, other you're, you're right. You think that would produce a spray of blood and brains? And, yeah, yeah. So that that is maybe toned down a it, bit. Obviously, some of you know the better, more realistic movies are 15s, more more rightly so, I suppose. Um, okay, I think we're done with this scene. Yeah. So uh, Neo uh, wakes up. It was all a dream. Um, I think this is the funniest note you ever took. <laughs> Neo foresees Trinity dying in dreams. Oh no! Um, no, no. It's it's the next bit. 
Yes, Neo and Trinity pasty together. <laughs> yes, uh, they they look real pale in this scene, and which makes perfect sense. They it, literally live. Yeah, underground. I, I I just it's it it's you gotta admit it's it's great casting or maybe great makeup. I don't just, know. I don't like. They look like mole people who have been on computers their entire lives. I don't like the one who plays Trinity. I find her kind of strange. Well, I mean, I like her well enough. She's uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss. Um, she's really good at Jessica Jones, but um, she in that? Yeah, is uh, she in that? She's a lawyer. She's one of the main characters, though. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, she's she's fine. Like, it's I don't know. It's not the meatiest of roles, but I'm I'm not gonna lie. I do and don't like Keanu Reeves. Like, I feel like he's kind of an unlucky actor in a way. He's been in a lot of great things, and he's been in so much more terrible things. Hmm. Now, look, most people would put The Matrix as obviously like his best role. Uh, I prefer him at John Wick. Certainly up there. Yeah, John Wick would also be be up there. I mean, he's a lot more badass than John Wick. Look, he's kind of a bad actor, but a really good action guy. So it you balances see, out. <laughs> I think is 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 the honest truth. He's not a good enough actor to be like some sort of to be in some sort of you know emotional drama thing but at the same time he's actually a fine actor when he gets a good character maybe like the thing is he, you're right he does he tends to be cast in sort of dumb well roles roles where he's yeah he does he's not doing too much one movie I saw him in where major emotional stuff one yeah. movie I saw him in it was just it was a terrible movie I didn't finish it uh, it felt like he didn't even care about acting like he wasn't even acting at all he was just kind of reading the lines and mm -hmm. they just did everything it felt like everything was done in one take or I don't something. suppose you remember what the movie was called I don't I know it was something about cloning his dead family uh huh it was it was not a good movie uh and it was probably the only thing I've ever seen him in where he was honestly the one of the worst things it was almost like he was just doing it for a paycheck which doesn't really fit with Keanu Reeves most of the time where he he usually gives movies his all, I think. And you wouldn't think he would need the paycheck, but maybe it was an older one. Uh, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Um, might just be bad director. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you can do a scene and be terrible in it, and then if the director says it's fine, then you're not gonna do anything, right? So. Hmm. Anyway, uh, back so, to the uh, yeah. Um, so they're all, they're basically going to a meeting of other flying submarine captains. Yeah, actually, I don't remember his name. Who's that? Do you know the new guy on the ship? Oh, I don't remember his name either, no. He's like, the, he's, he's Dozer's replacement. I can't remember his name. He, I didn't even remember this guy, Dozer. Uh, he's You're probably right, he, one he, of the worst he, characters he, he I've kind ever of, seen. He kind of combines Dozer and Mouse, and he's literally there because like one of them asked him to replace them if they to be were honest, died. most of his time on screen is spent reacting the way I feel like the directors hoped the audience would be reacting. Except, I guess that's kind of true. Yeah, like he spends a lot of being like, "Damn, that was badass," and then, I mean, if you cut to me, you'd see me just kind of being totally dead inside watching this movie. <laughs> but, like, it's weird. The first fight scene, or uh, the one that Neo has in this scene that we're talking about, the meeting of the other submarine captains, uh, is really good. I liked it. Uh, it didn't go on for too long. It was the right length for a fight scene. Uh, it had all the fun Matrix kind of, I don't know, Matrix style stuff. You know, the weird slowdown and cool kicks and stuff. Uh, didn't have too much janky CGI. 
Oh, you're, you're talking about the scene where Neo is kind of defending the everyone from the the new agents? Yeah. Well, he's fighting them. That was probably one of the best fights in some home movie. Yeah, I, it's, it's fine, I guess. Um, it was so much better. I, it didn't stand out to me as particularly good. But I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a fine. This is that was the part of the movie of... where I was still kind of fine with what was going on, and then it would just get worse. Mm. I found. Now, it's funny. I kind of just like that scene, but only because it's the scene which uh, sets the tone for what's going to happen, and kind of I'll I'll, I'll admit it, it. It kind of betrays the ending of the of the previous movie, which implies that Neo's going to be incredibly powerful. And in this movie, he's only somewhat powerful. And at the same time, he's also Superman. Throughout this entire movie, well, he can fly. No, he's he's Superman throughout this movie. I mean, they 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 say he's doing his Superman thing, but it's just flight. Yeah, but also, you know, the ease which he beats everyone. And yeah, the well, fact he's... that there's after this fight scene, I found that there was never ever any stakes in any fight scene ever again. It was. Now look, some of the fight scenes are fine. I liked. I really liked the one against Morpheus versus the agent on the top of the truck. That was that was cool. That was a great. That was a great fight. That, that was a good fight scene. Uh, and yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from. But they ruined that entire fight scene by later in the movie having Morpheus punching agents in the face and just that was it. One punch. They, you that, say that. That's not really true. We'll come back to that. That was totally true. That's exactly uh, we, what happened. We, we, we've, we've talked about that um, off mic as well, and uh, I so I was I was keeping an eye out for it when I. When I rewatched the scene, and it, it it's not really true. Um, yeah, you're just defending the movie because you loved it. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so they they there's this meeting of the the ship captains, um, and Neo is protecting them all. But uh, there's there's a couple of of things in this that that struck me. So first of all, you won't know this, but they talk about how they're receiving they they know about this new threat from the amassed sort of sentinel army. Because of the Osiris having gathered this information, that's an Animatrix short. Uh, oh. The final, the final flight of the Osiris. So that's a t- that's already a little tie-in thing that they're doing. Um, so one anyway. thing I did notice about this scene, uh, although I didn't, I didn't notice it first. Uh, I was kind of told this. Uh, the woman captain person whose name I can't remember. Uh, Niobe. Niobe. That's Jada Pinkett Smith, right? Oh. Which I find kind of funny because a uh, bit of trivia for the first Matrix film: Will oh, Smith yes. was offered the role. Uh, was Will Smith was offered the role of Neo and turned it down yeah. to do Wild Wild Best, which is I think that's one of the most brilliant things ever. Although he has he has pointed out that uh, if he'd taken the role, not only would he not have been like Keanu Reeves necessarily, but also a, he he claims that they would have cast a white guy as Morpheus because otherwise it would be too much of a statement to have your two main leads be black. Really? Uh, yeah, so he, he claims that that would have meant that you wouldn't have gotten the awesome performance from Lawrence Fishburne, who is amazing, let's not deny it. He's brilliant in the first film. He's brilliant in this film, too. Come on. He's okay in this film. He's so good. This film is a DFS. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, there's also some talk about how they're like, sort of going against the the authorities in Zion so that they can uh, try and make contact with the Oracle. This is a recurring thing throughout the movie. I don't uh, this... think we need to 
this new break sort it of, down yeah, I, quite I, as I just, much as I just, we are? Yeah, maybe not. I just bring this up because this is a new thing that this movie introduces, this whole thing of like the, the bosses in Zion who are kind of antagonists. They, they don't believe in the one. Zion. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine anybody actually likes Zion, right? It's so bad. Yeah. Now, look, I, I know I'm the one defending this movie, but this fight with the upgraded agents, it really does bug me. Like, how are they upgraded to be able to present a threat to the one? I mean, they're not a huge threat, but it's, it is weird to me. I, now, later on in the movie, they talk about encryption. So maybe it's something to do with that. I, like, he's not able to sense a build, stuff in a building very well because of the encryption. I didn't care about that. What I was paying more attention to is the fact that the actual fight itself was really well choreographed and directed. Yeah, I feel like all the fights in this are pretty well choreographed. Um, that, no. I, I, some of the wire work maybe is a little shaky. It's The wire work is a little shaky because they're not pulling back very fast. Uh, yeah. They could have done with maybe doing a little faster, but other than that, it's fine. Um, yes, this I like this fight to the extent. The most I can, the most I can like something in this in a movie that I don't like. To me, this fight was an actual positive. Okay. Um, uh, I don't care about. I mean, it's. The, the, I wasn't. I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to say that I liked any other part of that scene, but the the oh, fight itself. I, was uh, I mean, happy with. I, I guess I kind of also liked the, the the foreshadowing of Agent Smith where he he's dropped off his his little earpiece thing. Uh, what sense does that make? So in the first movie, it's been it's been a while since you saw it, so maybe you've forgotten this. But there was a whole thing in the first movie where all the agents wore their little earpieces. So yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, but then Smith was a little bit unusual that he takes it off during the interrogation, so that he can lecture Morpheus about how much he hates humans and his job without uh, being hurt, I guess. And then he doesn't. So he do, then he doesn't know what's going on. The other agents come in and are like, "Why the hell have you taken off your earpiece?" Right, but like. So why is he sending? I don't know. It, it, it felt weird that he was sending the, it to Neo. Yeah, the, the idea is that like because Neo has now sort of broken him free of his programming, he's totally disconnected from that that system, and he's just saying like I don't need to, I don't need this anymore. I'm becoming my own like system, I guess. Um, that, everything about Agent Smith and me in this movie. It's kind of a, I, I find it kind of a, a cute little bit of. I I really I I think Agent Smith makes a pretty good antagonist for this movie. We'll see. He made a great antagonist in the first movie. He did. He did. But I, I almost feel like he's better in this movie, honestly. Like, I he's... think I, I really like that actor. I couldn't tell you his name for the life. Hugo Weaving. I don't. <laughs> he's really famous. <laughs> he's like he is great in so. Many and this things. is one of his most famous roles. Obviously, uh, Lord of the Rings. He's kind of wasted in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he is. Elrond is just a boring character. He's not really. Well, of course, he's great as Red Skull. Yeah, although, yeah, he's so great that they're able to seamlessly replace him and no one notices. He's only Red Skull in the, in the original Captain America. When he shows up in anything yeah. else, it's just an imp- a guy doing a really good Hugo Weaving impression in the same mask. Does he show up? He shows up in one of the Infinity War movies and also in the, the animated show. Well, I refuse to watch the animated show because it's really bad. It's uh, mixed. I, I've, I've quite liked some of the later episodes, but... Regardless. Um, uh, anyway, so, yeah. I feel like the character of Smith is not great in this movie. I mean, I have no problem with the acting. I guess, to be fair, band. he doesn't do that much... He doesn't get that much characterization in this movie. It's, but his powers are really cool. <laughs> um, sure, whatever. Well, I feel like it's... The whole copying over people thing, it, it, feels, it feels to me like kind of a good way to present an actual kind of threat to the one a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. 
<laughs> small tiny bit um, um and yeah. i suppose part of part of my appreciation for it might be what happens in the next movie so uh i'm afraid i'm gonna have to hit that hit that beat a couple times in this uh episode where you better hope this next i like movie is great look honestly i prefer this movie so yay it gets worse and worse and worse yeah sorry well but but on the other hand i think we've established that your tastes in matrix movies are the exact opposite of mine <laughs> you hate them i love so if i'm a little bit shaky on the next one maybe you're gonna love that one and think it's the best one ever who knows probably not probably not so i'm hoping this fourth one is gonna be the best one <laughs> they return to zion oh uh which zion apparently you hate everything about it is bad i mean what's with the white room operating thing that's still bad okay that did stand out to be a little silly uh what's with that weird guy in the mech suit that's just the jankiest random. That, he's, that he's, a guy, was, he's, he's a guy. In a, he's a guy in a mech suit. They got mech suits. Was, that was bad CGI. Um, that, I, that, I, 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 the CGI didn't stand out to me. Oh, it's fairly janky. Uh, um, no, I will say the design of the mech suits are a little bit goofy, but I don't know. Maybe I'd imagine they're probably going to show up in the next movie. They are, yeah, because they felt like there was no point in showing him otherwise. Yeah, well, the, I think the to the degree that there was a point other than setting them up for the next movie, it's that. There is still someone covering the gates other than the automatic weapons that get turned off when they let someone in the gates. Uh, I was... I didn't with, like... It's, and it's a guy with a gun, with two guns the size of his body on giant necks. What was the name of that kid? I don't believe he gets a name. Yeah, he was really annoying. I, I, I have him listed here as the kid. He is the protagonist of another Animatrix. It's short. Right, well, that's, he's... That, that's, his, that's his deal. He's, he's irritating. Um, he's talking about how Neo saved him and stuff. That's, that's an Animatrix short. Yeah, well, he's irritating his character. I mean, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't show up enough to really be irritating, in my opinion. He's only in a couple scenes. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't like the other captain guy. Whatever. You mean the? Oh, you mean the the like military leader guy? Yeah. I mean, he's he was, he's he's an he's an antagonist. Yeah, I don't know. I just he felt kind of pathetic to me. Well, he's in a weird position because he's insisting that. He doesn't believe in the whole one thing, which, on the one hand, seems dumb at first because we've been following Neo and we know he's the one and it's all real. Yeah. Um, and it seems sort of easy to demonstrate, really. But on the other hand, as the movie goes on, he starts to seem more and more correct, doesn't he? Because Morpheus's whole belief system is, in fact, wrong. It, it is actually nonsense. Now, it's not... The one exists, but he isn't actually capable of magically ending the war the way Morpheus thought. He is, however, capable of magically doing stuff both in the Matrix and the real world. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, oh, I'm glad it doesn't seem that you like that either. I... That was that was a disappointment face you just made. Well, look, okay, um, minor spoiler alert for the next movie. That's not going to be explained. I'm sorry. You're kidding, right? No, I'm serious. It has an explanation, but that explanation is in the Matrix Online MMO, no longer available to play. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's just straight up a mistake. I'm not going to defend it. Uh, the, now look, the reason for it is it was going. The explanation was going to go in the third Matrix movie, which of which the actual existing Matrix sequels were going to be the second, and then they had to be expanded because the studio. So you're saying existed. it's going to be expanded in this new one, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> I think there's a pretty good chance it will be actually. It better yeah. be. Uh, fun uh, fact: I, 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 there, it, There's some hints in the trailers that they are bringing in elements from the Matrix Online. Uh, this the... is something I accidentally discovered. Uh, some other actor is going to be playing Morpheus. 
Well, certainly there's there's a different guy playing a role which seems rather Morpheus-esque. Uh, well, actually, if you look at his Wikipedia page, he's listed as Morpheus. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, again, I don't... I haven't seen the third movie, and I have so I didn't watch the trailer in case of spoilers. Yeah, so. I, I, we won't. I won't go into the Matrix Online stuff because it's set after the third movie. Yeah. So okay, then we get some stuff that I've forgotten. Um, yeah, it, it the whole white room thing. I, I'm I'm of two minds a bit. So there's a. It was nice it, to bring it, some color into this movie. <laughs> yeah. So there's a thing where they they've got like their like air traffic control guys are in. They're plugged into their own little mini matrix, like they have. They have, and it's just simulating a blank white room in which they have like floating holographic screens, uh, which are like black text on on that white background. Yeah. Um, which I'm a little torn because like it's kind of goofy, especially considering they have computers in real life. Why would they need this? But I don't know. Maybe it's slightly better to have the giant magic touch screens. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember what happens next. I remember um, the next thing I remember is that really pointless sweaty rave scene that went on for way too long. Okay, so basically, uh, Morpheus gets debriefed, um, talking about the whole plan that he had to to leave a to to go against orders and leave his ship out to to get in touch with the Oracle. Yeah. Um. So this is where we're introduced to the the guy. I think his name is like Locke or something. Um. He's both Morpheus's romantic rival, which. Well, maybe it's a bit goofy, and uh, Some we, we just guy. get yeah we. Um, He's really old. He's got yeah. funny eyebrows. So Morpheus gives this whole speech uh, about how you know because Neo is the one, the prophecy proves that the the bad guys will never reach Zion, um, which is questionable. It's so nonsense. You you talked about how you don't like Zion. I don't like Zion. It's just boring. It's so, like, dull. I mean, it's and hideous. It, I'm not going to lie. It's... It, we go from this weird, and not I'm not a fan of this either, uh, kind of, you know, the just the super deep kind of futuristic-looking thing. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, the main body of Zion. Yeah, it's like... It's like this multi-floored... Yeah, it, it's sort of like a thing. tube with like rooms all lining okay, the edges, and so, then there's staircases. So this is really futuristic looking, and then they jump to like the big hall, cathedral, temple thing, which is a bunch of rocks. Oh well, yeah, there's there's like a cave where they have their party. Yeah, what the hell? Is, like, it's just a sweaty rave. Some cave. kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it's some kind of like meeting. But I mean, they're underground, so I guess it makes sense to be a cave. Um, Can you remind me real quick? When did Neo fall in love with? Um, I know she was like kind of the interest in the first movie, but like they never really kind of. Well, I think he was always kind of into her, and then uh, they don't really have any chemistry. The big, the big thing at the end was like she'd been told by the Oracle, if you remember, that she'd fall in love with the one. So then, like when he dies, she's like kisses him, and then he comes back to life. She's like, he okay. Is the so one. what you're saying is they don't actually have any romantic development. Uh, I guess technically they get together off screen after that. Yes. And then they're, like, weird. So they spend this whole movie, like, making out, yeah. Um, at every opportunity. So, but the, the thing about Zion, okay, is, look. Leaving aside the rave cave for a second. Zion itself is, like, this weird, brutalist thing. But 
the real world in the Matrix is terrible. That's like a thing. So, yeah, but like, Zion, so... you know, everyone everyone is less attractive. They're they're dressed badly. They have terrible haircuts. They're pasty. They, I mean, I guess they're kind of pasty in the in the Matrix as well. But they're, you know, the technology is this cobbled together ugly stuff. The real world is bad. That's what the Matrix is hiding from you. I mean, the real world, which is the Matrix, isn't great either. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it, it, it's just sort of okay. But everyone's like a cool badass in there. Whereas in the real world, well, they're just regular people. They could be, except most people are. Well, yeah, our, our, hero, people. our heroes are cool badasses who dress cool and. Well, they dress terribly. They well, look they, ridiculous. They dress cool by their own standards. They look ridiculous. I think they look pretty good. Uh, most of them. To be honest, Trinity's outfit's pretty ridiculous. I'll, I'll give you that one. Neo's outfit is rubbish. Hey, well. I'm okay with Neo's outfit. Although Morpheus' outfit in the real world is bad. Like, do you see that thing he was wearing when he was preaching or whatever he was doing? Yeah, honestly, that was fine. I mean... It kind of just overemphasized, you know, Don Tishborn is kind of overweight. <laughs> and they were doing a reasonable job of hiding that in this movie. And then they just, they're like, yeah, you know what we'll do? We'll have you take a shot off. I didn't pick up on that. The The thing that stood out to me with that was it kind of emphasized the whole plugs on his arms thing, which, you know, that's maybe sort of intentional to remind us that, yeah, everyone in this has got plugs in their arms. Um, yeah. This, yeah, the okay, sweaty so, rave scene is so the rave cave. Morpheus's speech in the cave is pretty good. You gotta give oh, it that. Oh no, I hated it. I mean, it's total nonsense. But I think it was. I thought I think I did a pretty good job of being like. I was disappointed with how he delivered. This is it. the okay. Well, I I I thought he he delivered it really well, and it's sort of it like we kind of know it's nonsense, but it also sounds like it would be pretty convincing. Like and, it, and, it, and it successfully kind of it allays everyone's fears without leaning on the one prophecy which it, apparently most people don't believe in we didn't know this yeah except for all his disciple people yeah like everyone everyone's a fan of Morpheus they all cheer when he comes up and he's like so look I know you all think I'm nuts <laughs> but uh, the reason why we're gonna win is because we've always won before yeah um, sure that's how logic works Morpheus well he's he's as, as they as they say, Morpheus pre- is a raving lunatic. As they say shortly later, uh, it's this is not really this is not really accurate because this is an army is much bigger than anything that's attacked them before. But he doesn't tell them that. Yeah, he's deliberately downplaying it. I'm not. I mean, he obviously doesn't know this, but I mean, they've lost so many times. Well, yes, that also comes up. Uh, obviously, uh, they don't know he, that. He couldn't possibly know that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, oof, that's bad luck. Yeah. Um, so many deaths. Also, yeah. Okay, so the population of the city is only like two hundred fifty thousand. I guess. I mean, that's not that small, considered. That's tiny. Like a quarter of a million is yeah. that's nothing. So like okay, it. now we get to the rave cave scene where they have a big rave in the cave. I guess the cave rave. Um, it's bad. I'm not going to defend it at all. It's it's real bad. Um, it cuts between sweaty people having a rave, and Neo and. Uh, Trinity? Yeah. Uh, Are you telling me you forgot Trinity's name? Come on, man. Sorry. <laughs> I really don't like her character, and she's so forgettable. She is a bit flat. Um, although she gets a little bit more to do in this movie, I feel like. With her, like, she left choosing to go in to save Neo, that was, like, a choice. Ah, oh, it was a bad choice. She was dumb. Well, it worked. Otherwise, Neo would have exploded. That would, that, imagine if that was the ending of the movie. I would have liked that. <laughs> Whoops. He Whoops. told me to stay out. I guess I better do it. Yeah, like if that's I would I would have been fine with that. 
that would have been some impressive decision making on the director's why part. Why couldn't the operator guy just tell them not to open the door? Like um, he can talk to them, can he? I don't know. Or maybe maybe he. I guess he needs to call them on their phones. Maybe they don't have signal. Anyway, um, sorry, man. I only got one bar out here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, okay, the rave scene so, cuts between sweaty people having a rave, and you know, Neo yeah, and now, Trinity. I I paid attention to how long it was because I hate the scene just like everyone else. It's bad. Um, it's only two minutes long, but in fairness, it feels like it a lot manages longer. to feel like it's like ten minutes. It's <laughs> it really does go on just forever. It's just people dancing for an unnecessarily long amount of time, plus cutting to uh, Neo and Trinity in, in bed their, together. In bed, yeah. Um, well, on the bed, anyway. Don't exactly have any sheets, do so they? Yeah. Also, somehow they're getting real drenched in that cave. I don't know what's going. Like, is it just insane amounts of sweat? Yes. But they're they're getting real drenched. Uh, all their clothes end up pretty transparent by the end of it. Uh, and there's, like, water flying everywhere every time someone flicks their head. It's it's weird. And disgusting. If it's if it's just sweat, it's super gross. If it's not sweat, it's just bizarre. Um, so what, whatever way it goes, it's weird. Uh, so that scene is terrible. Uh, then Neo has the dream again. Am I right in saying that? Uh, oh well, he has he has a little bit of a flash of it as they're uh, in bed together. Uh, so he gets Just out of bed. More like a memory. So he gets out of bed and talks to old counselor with with white hair. Um, yeah, I don't remember his I name. Like the, I like that guy, the old counselor guy. I don't remember his name, but he's he's a fun guy. Oh, uh, we also, but but just right before that, we get um, a scene of Smith ambushing someone who's about to leave the Matrix and taking them over. Oh yeah, that guy. So that happens. Um, I love how that happens, and then it's just forgotten about until the very end. Of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's set up. That's pretty openly set up for the sequel. Yeah, I. Uh, well, well, I don't understand. Well, that. okay, actually, it does have one big payoff right at the end, which is that we're told this happens off screen, but we're told that uh, the entire Zion fleet was basically wiped out when one of them set off an EMP early, and he's the only survivor. Which uh, they're not sure if it was sabotage or not. But just saying, it it was. <laughs> Can I mention how does Smith get through out of Matrix into mind of normal person? I mean, they'll, they'll go into that in the next movie. Um, they better. But in that movie, that was nonsense. It felt like nonsense. I mean, it felt okay, like bad so... writing. That's what it felt like when I was watching that. And okay, if they'll explain it in the next movie, that I I won't have much. I, I mean, they'll go into it a, a bit. It's they better explain it's not too much it. of a spoiler to say that when when Smith copies in himself into someone, he kind of absorbs them a bit, so he gets a lot of their abilities, and apparently that includes uh, being able to copy himself into like a human brain. It's not a great explanation. Um, well, I'm not going to pretend that I, I can think, come up with an explanation, so but like that's not a great one. Um, it's. I mean, Smith's abilities are left a bit vague. In 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 the movie, they go like, oh, oh, you know, I guess something got copied or overwritten or something. I absorbed some one powers or something. So I think the idea, and it, it's, I don't think this is ever explicitly said. Maybe it's said in the next movie, but I don't, I don't think so. Is the agents could always copy themselves into people. That was a whole thing where anyone who was plugged into the Matrix could be a host for an agent. Right, but not um, in the real world. Well. The thing is, but the thing is, no. But the thing is, those agents could only attach to people who were still plugged in. So they couldn't turn. They couldn't. They could only t- 
go into the the blue pills, you know, right. the regular people. Once you unplug for the Matrix, you became immune to that. Okay. Uh, which is never really explained how, but you do. So, I guess it's because like it's part only if you're plugged into like the the hardware back in the machine base can they do that. Do you know when like you're watching a a really famous scene, and like you find it underwhelming? Yeah, look, that's I... how I felt about the blue pill red pill scene. <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's gonna happen. The the most famous thing from this movie, or you know the most, no, I don't know. And it's just like, hey, you want to take this blue pill or this red pill? And he takes the red pill. There's a pretty funny bit in this movie where uh, the Oracle offers him a red sweet. She's like, he's like, don't you know if I'm going to take it? And she's like, you've already decided whether you're going to take it or not. I didn't like that scene of the Oracle at all. I liked it all right. Also, it, was, it, was, it wasn't spectacular. It was fine. Also, I was briefly unsure if it was the same actress because I just couldn't remember the Oracle from the last movie. I remember the character, but I couldn't remember the actress. And I was like, is it the same person? Hmm. I I suppose it is. Um, they definitely recast the Oracle at some point. I can't remember if it's in this movie or the next movie. Drastic change? No, I mean it's someone who looks very similar. But yeah. They recast him. I think I think it actually is the next movie that they do it though, because I think there's a line where they say like, "Oh yeah, my old host body got killed." Um, uh, yes, the host for my program has been deceased. Yeah. Anyway, so the next scene is the random talk between yeah. Neo and the counselor yeah, and he guy. Yeah, he has a chat with the counselor guy about how... Uh, the irony of how they can, the, they the, use machines even though they're running from machines. Yeah, um, well, the whole thing about how they're still kind of slaves to machines, I feel like that takes on a little bit of a new meaning when we learn that they're actually basically kind of controlled opposition for Zion. We'll learn a bit more about that in the next movie, but... Like, the machines knew about Zion the whole time and were kind of propping it up. Yeah. Um, anyway. The next scene is... Is it the Oracle scene? Um, or, the, you know, the, bar, the bit where they yeah, go to Yeah, pretty the much. Um, on, on the way there, Neo gets a, a gift from that spoon-bending kid from the first movie. That's a thing? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. In the first movie, uh, when he went when he went to the Oracle, there were a bunch of other potential ones there. Right. Including a kid who bends a spoon and is like telling Neo how to bend spoons. With his mind? Yeah. I can do not can. You don't remember that scene? Yeah. That... I don't. Okay, well so yeah, the implication is that he's since been freed. Now I I made a note of this not because it really matters, but so the whole thing where there were other potential ones with similar powers maybe kind of explains why everyone treats Neo like crap in this movie. Because maybe he's not actually as special as we kind of think he is. You know? He's still fairly special. But, and he's clearly the most special. Yeah, but like, the way the first movie framed it, we kind of, and, and this, this applies to me as well, we kind of assumed that Neo went from regular person to can do literally anything. But yeah. in this movie, that's not the case. It seems more like a lot, some people including Neo, can do this thing where they can bend the rules. And Neo is maybe the best at it in the world. But he's not perfect at it. He can't do literally anything. He can just do some things. Right. Um, and nor is that an unheard of thing. There are other people in the Resistance who can do similar things. They're just not really showing up much. Yeah. Um, 
So maybe that's why nobody else believes in the one, because they're just like, oh yeah, he's just some guy who can do stuff. Yeah. And that's why like people aren't that threatened by him. They're like, okay, he can do some things, but he's still just a dude. They keep they keep saying he's only human, which feels weird if he can do literally anything. Yeah, isn't that but, the thing that like that weird French guy says? Yeah, he the, he says it. Remember, boys, he's only human. Yeah, the the agents say it as well. Well, well done, well done, guy. You were wrong. I feel like somebody else says it as well. I can't remember who. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the Asian guy. Yeah, the Seraph. He has a name. He does. He he says his name. Um, My bad. <laughs> I remember it mainly <laughs> because so. You probably didn't pick up on this, but uh, you remember Neil looks at his code and it's a different color? It's gold? No. Okay, well that happens. And uh, I think the implication there is that he's from the Heaven version of the Matrix that we hear about later. I forgot that as well. Yeah, so that's that's probably what his deal is. I think another thing you're going to be frustrated with me is that I wasn't paying yeah, no, I mean, attention. Look, as... that's... That's perfectly understandable. He says his name like once, and there's like one shot where Neil looks at his code and it's gold instead of green. Okay, gonna be honest. And it's never explained, but I think that is the implication. This fight scene was mostly okay. Yeah, it's a fine fight scene, and I think it's a it's a good excuse to have a fight scene. Yeah, that um, he's he's fighting him to test that he's really the one. Of course, then you've got the problem of he Neil doesn't beat him up at all. Yeah, they seem to fight kind of evenly. They're um, very, they're very even. Like they both take like maybe one punch the whole fight and block everything else. Yeah, but again, uh, if this guy is like, you know, we don't know what this guy's deal is, so <laughs> he I, could be quite powerful. I want to mention <laughs> one little problem I had with uh, the bit where they're fighting while walking up onto the table. It looked cool, but was also terrible because they just cut to the feet going up. It would have been so much more. Would have been cooler if we actually saw them. If we up. saw them fighting going up, like mm, I can, I can see that. I yeah. just, I don't know. It felt like just maybe just a bad. Like, I, I wonder if maybe, and look again. This is kind of just excuses for something that is. I, I feel comfortable calling it a plot hole because it's confusing. Even if there is a potential explanation, like maybe some of these programs. Again, they talk about things being encrypted. Maybe they can sort of resist his one powers or dampen them or something. Maybe. Um, Not agents, apparently. Well, no, but even the but when he went up against the update, these new upgraded agents, he beat them. He beat them, but they were better than he expected. He they were actually able to like catch his block his yeah, blows and they stuff. They blocked. They blocked like his first punch. Yeah, that was pretty much it. He was like, "Oh, you're upgraded. I guess I'll fight you with a little bit more seriousness." Huh? <laughs> yeah, and and we, then I'm not, yeah I'm not gonna deny that Neo does feel quite overpowered in this movie. Uh, so yeah, that fight scene is grand again. Nothing. Particularly and unfortunately, it. they kind of waste the whole Sentinel thing in that it's a threat to him in the real world, but the Not only anymore. time the only time that really comes up, he just somehow just defeats them in the real world. I mean, he 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 passes out and goes into a coma from doing it. Yeah, but okay. So then this guy uh, you said Seraph was it? Seraph, yeah, which means angel. Okay, so Seraph, the type of angel, um, takes. Neo into the back doors. Yes, so this is a programming pun. Um, uh, yeah, I, I actually got that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was fun. Um, anyway, so, you know, he takes him to the secret entrance uh, uh, to meet the Oracle, who is 
I kind of just thought they were just going to go to the flat or something. Yeah, they're well, on the bench. She's she's today. kind of on the run. Uh, later on, we we have the Merovingian saying he's coming for her. Or her time is running out or something. Yeah, something like that. Damn, you remember all the names. How many times have you seen this movie? Like uh, a few times. Plus, you know, I've I've read up on all the lore from the Matrix Online, all that nonsense. <sighs> okay, because <laughs> I like the movie so much. Yeah, that, that's that's fair. It's just. It's a lot more. I suppose it's just there's more that you can do for The Matrix than you can for a lot of movies that you like. Yeah. Because they're, they've got more of a cult following. Um, so, he meets Jericho, has an yeah. insanely long conversation. It might be a bit overlong. Like, um, I mean, I'm sure it was only like five minutes long, but it felt like it was forever. Yeah, I mean, so and she, it also she talks about like, stuff like the fact that he can now sort of see the future a bit as well, yeah, like, for some reason. When she's talking about programs... She just lists off like 20 things when she could have just listed off two things and then gone on to her next point. She's like, you know, there's a program for these crows and for the wind and for doors and for these walls and for the grass and for some fences and for, you know, like, oh my goodness. So I was a really big fan of this whole program thing. Um, I mean, this introduction to it, you know, it's fine. It's just someone telling us what they are, but this really expands the universe so much. Exposition. Yeah, but look, it's not that much exposition, and the idea is really cool. Like you've got, I mean, okay, we don't we don't go into the programs too much in this movie, um, and look, there's only so much we're ever going to be able to go into them. But we do get some of the the supernatural creatures programs, um, which uh, I think the implication is that they're from the Hell Matrix. Second one. Uh, he, I, you, you've gone so into the lore. Okay. In your own life that <laughs> I'm like. Okay. You're talking you, about concepts you, that I do don't you, even do know. Do you about. remember at the end of the movie where the architect says the first Matrix was really nice, but people rejected it because it was too nice. We made, we tried to make a second Matrix that was based on human awfulness, but they rejected that too. It was terrible. Oh, so that was heaven and hell. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or at least they're yeah. The, the fandom calls them the heaven and the hell matrix. Uh, okay, I can I can go with that. Okay, you were just losing me because like. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That that terminology is is. I, I don't think that's even like official. It's just what I've seen fans call them. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, so then, do you, do you want to talk about this conversation more? Because. Uh, no, I think that's pretty much all there is to say about it. Right. Uh, so then Smith shows up scene. and attacks, and it's a pretty good fight scene, I think. Oh. Ah. Oh. Ugh. Let's... Now, I will say... Let's get into this, then. Okay, so I will say, I did feel that a couple of shots in this, the CGI, does start to waver. This fight scene. I really like this fight scene. It's a good fight scene. Can, can you tell me how long the fight scene is? Not in the slightest, but I don't care, because the longer it is, the better it is, because the more awesome fight scene I get. Look, if it's a great fight scene, I, I love it if it's super long. This fight scene was 10 minutes long, uh, had quite a bit of janky CGI, to the extent where I was like, is this seriously all just CGI? Look, okay, the Smiths, having multiple Smiths, that's going to need, you know... Some CGI, yeah. Yeah, but the fact that every single thing Neo did was just a CGI double... Some some shots, yeah. No, you could tell that practically every shot in that entire fight that didn't have his face exact like close up 
It was just yeah. Oh, it I, was shockingly bad. I, I didn't find it. I don't find it that bad, but I, I'm not going to deny it. Yeah, there are shots in that sequence where the CGI starts to to be a bit. Eh. See, I don't have too much of a problem with the CGI in itself. Like it's it's not great. I think it was disappointing that it was kind of worse than the last movie. Um, but. But there was so much of it that it felt like it was unnecessary sometimes. Like, yeah, well, they're kind of pushing it to its limit here. Well, I, I feel like, and it was it was a very long fight scene, and I I got bored of the fight scene halfway through. I wasn't as engaging See, I, as it I, should have been. I I, I like the the play between the different superpowers. You know, you got the and I wasn't. It's, it's one super strong, super skilled guy and versus a whole bunch of also I didn't strong find, and invincible guys because I didn't so, find that there was high enough stakes for this fight to go on for as long as it did. Um, Especially when he ends the fight by just flying away because he could have done that at the beginning. He didn't need to fight them. I guess that's true. He was pointless. Um, yeah. That, um, okay, so let's talk about the power levels in this movie. Um, so He's God. <laughs> Neo is... God. He's not, though. He's God level. He can be hurt. He, in theory... Oh, he can be hurt. One time... He gets hit well, in the hand. When he, he gets blocks, he gets yes, blocking, he gets, blocking a sword with his bare hand scratches him slightly. He um, doesn't even get paper cut level hurt. He gets little tiny kind of. No, come on, that's more of a paper cut. He there's like blood dripping from. Nah, the paper cuts are bad, man. Have you ever had like proper paper cut? Like yeah, but they don't really bleed that much. They actually bleed like a surprising amount. Like well, the ones I got didn't. I guess they. It kind of like it's kind of it's so sharp that it kind of like opens. They certainly up. hurt a lot. Yeah, um, they sing quite a bit more than a lot of other cuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in this fight scene, uh, Smith tries to copy him, which or override him, which is sort of threatening until he is able to just will his way past it with his pa- magic powers. Yeah, I didn't uh, like the fact that okay, Neil is struggling a fair bit because there's just way too many guys to be fighting at once. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, that makes perfect sense. That's good. That's a positive from this fight scene. He's struggling. It's ruined by the later fight scene where he's doing it much more easily. No, I'm not saying he's that... Not, the thing is, he's, he's not, though. The thing, no, okay, so the thing is, in this in this fight and the later fight, he can consistently, he can knock the spits down, but he can't knock them out or incapacitate No, them. I, I never said he would, but he's plowing through them at such a higher rate. And then, okay, yeah, they get back up, but then he just does it again and again. And it's just, it's not tense. The fight scene can only be good if it has tension and stakes, mm. and it didn't have stakes. And look, okay, maybe I was exaggerating a little bit when I was complaining about Morpheus just p- hitting them in the face. And the Morpheus, way I... Morpheus loses that fight and almost gets taken over by Smith. Okay, Morpheus eventually. Neo, Neo, Neo rescues him and towards, then they, the, and then they run away as soon as the door is open. Towards the very end, I problem with that as well. Towards the very end of that fight scene, Morpheus finally gets pinned by like five guys. It takes five guys to pin him down. One puts his hand in the chest, and he's resisting way more than any of the agents did, right? And then Neo saves him, and this... I hated this. When the Keymaster opens the door... Then Neo is able to easily knock them all down by throwing one of them through him. Yes, but they would have immediately gotten back up if he hadn't then flown away. Yeah, but he just knocked every single one down. That was ridiculous. I, I hated every second of that one second long scene. Okay. See, I... But that fight had stakes. It didn't. It did because Morpheus almost died. Yeah, but that's that was the very end of the fight. 
it didn't have stakes up until that moment, and even then he was and, oh, immediately and the key, saved. Also, also, the keymaker dies in that fight. He gets shot. That, yeah. Yeah, because nobody really cares about the keymaker. I kind of like the keymaker. He's okay, but uh, he was a waste of character as far as I'm concerned. He comes I mean, in right. He, he, he does okay. He doesn't do a whole lot. But he's, Let's he's, be he's a fun little guy. The keymaker's contribution to that fight is realizing that this fight is completely pointless. He's a regular person, so yeah, he's going to get killed. Okay, so he opens the door and just walks back out on the other side. That's not. That's not state. Okay, yeah, then he gets shot because he closes the door in a dumb way. He doesn't participate in the fight, but he still dies as a result of it. Yeah, but that's that's even worse. Mio's not able to save him. He's a character who's introduced and is killed off 10 minutes later because they didn't have the balls to kill off any other character. They just kill off this random guy. Because they don't need him anymore. The, the plot doesn't need him anymore. He's done his part. He's killed. That's it. Well, you could talk about how... Oh, I don't like yeah, it when they... Ah, but fate and destiny ensured that everyone will survive until they play their If part you introduce a character, right, <laughs> for the sole purpose of killing him off... They didn't introduce him for the whole sole purpose of killing him off. He's like the, the MacGuffin of the whole movie. He's introduced like an hour into the movie, right? He has basically nothing to do except for this one time when he opens a door... He also is able to start, start that bike. She could have hot-wired that bike. She could have, but she didn't have to because he started it. Okay, so basically, if this guy had been introduced and Neo had killed him and taken the key, and like he, he would have served the exact same purpose. Well, he, he also would have had to give his whole speech about how the final mission works. I mean... Which, in retrospect... Okay, so throughout a couple times in the movie, he talks about how he's doing things because it's his purpose, and that's kind of it. Which... I'll admit, it's perhaps a little flat as characterization goes, but when we learn at the end that the whole mission of the One has been a setup by the machines, he's literally a, a quest-giving NPC who's been set up by the machines to set up this final quest that the One is supposed to complete. Okay, right, but hear me out, right? He's a character, and he's like one of the only main characters in this movie. I guess he could be called a main character because he's... Kind of. I mean, he is a MacGuffin. I'm not okay. gonna, he, he's, like, he's the guy that they decided to kill off. He's the guy that we knew best who they killed off. I guess. The last movie... There's not a whole lot of death. The last there, movie you know? did it better. They yeah. killed off some people who were throughout way more of the movie. Uh, what were they called? Uh, Dozer and... Something, I don't know. Mouse? Whatever those guys were called. They got killed off. That and was... Switch, you know, yeah, a, a lot of people died in the first movie. That was a lot better. And then this one was kind of tame in the way they were taking things and I wasn't a fan of it. I, I hated the fact that they brought back Trinity after she died mm. that frustrated me on so many levels okay great now we know that when characters die Neo can just bring them back well no I'm sorry he tried to save her failed she died and he was like oh well I guess I'll just restart her heart with my hand I mean okay he was only able to do that because he was right there with his hands in her guts like yeah, but that takes away. That's too powerful. Okay, but that's he resurrection can't, level. That's but no. if someone dies and they're not literally right next to Neo and he's or he's not occupied doing anything else and or they're not in the Matrix, they're still gonna be dead. It just. I mean, people. Other. Te I mean, technically, other people die. Like not major characters, but these two guys died in the ship. Yeah, those guys died in that but ship. I'm pretty sure that was the only scene they were in. So. No, they were around. They were they were those the, they were the other ship captain. Yeah, there were those guys who died in the computer room that were the reason for Trinity coming in, but I don't I don't even remember. They were the guys watch. from that ship. Oh, they were from that ship too? Yeah. 
And then they, see, they died in the real world. See how unmemorable all the deaths were? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to deny that those were very minor characters. But yeah, they, they uh, the guy coming, the guy, they're all in the Matrix doing this mission. And then uh, their one guy in the real world sees the the, the, the squid he's coming. He goes to warn them, but he, uh, it, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm not going to deny this is a bit silly. The, the bridge in their ship just randomly breaks and he dies. And then the squids blow up their ship and they all die. In the real world. And so, they, so, so they die so in the Matrix and that's... That. Um, um, but, uh, I mean, it, it, it sort of... It does lend a bit more threat to the the old squiddies. No, not really. A little bit. Not when you know Neo can just go, you're dead. Squids, you're gone. You're gone. Okay, but again, that puts him in a coma. Yeah, but at the same time, nothing. It's like... It's like his last-ditch effort, and it puts, he's just barely able to do it, and puts him in a coma. Yeah, except he's going to be coming back for the next movie. He'll be fine. Okay, well, well, we'll see about that in the next movie. But within this movie, it certainly has a pretty big consequence for him. Not really, considering it happened after everything else in the entire movie. Hmm. It's the last scene in the movie. Yeah, but he's in a coma. That's bad. Anyway, um... Okay, um, sorry, where were we? Um, so, yeah, the, the, the fight scene I didn't like, and you did, between... Smiths and Neo and then they go to weird French guy yeah um, the Merovingian which I believe is like an old French royal line uh, it's, it's not a word I would expect anyone to know um, so that guy I didn't like that guy at all he was so annoying I mean yeah he's Papa's jerk. That's his character. Yeah. They they call him that in the movie. Yeah. No. I know. I know. I'm not, I'm not supposed to like him, but like he was just irritating. Yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of he's 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 not even bit. funny. Like usually when you have that type of character, it's kind of funny, but this guy's just aggravating. Yeah. I I guess I kind of like his speeches about free will, but uh, I don't, I get that's not going to be for everyone. I don't like his girlfriend. I mean, she's also kind of a huge jerk who. Uh, I mean, the film doesn't really care, but she kind of, like, sexually assaults Neo. Yep. She, like, forces him to kiss her in front of his girlfriend. And he's clearly quite uncomfortable with it. Um, it's weird. And then, she, and then she murders one of her own, like, goons. Yeah. Uh, and she points a gun at the goon, the goon just kind of stands there like, oh guess I'm going to get shot now. <laughs> and then the other guy doesn't even try to run away. He just kind of stands there and kind of looks at her like, oh, you're going to kill me too, huh? Well, I guess he figures if he moves, she'll just instantly shoot him. What, and if he stands there, she's not? Well, she doesn't, so... The second guy. I think it's pretty reasonable to assume that someone's not going to shoot you. No, that, I didn't... That, if that entire conversation between the French guy at the table felt that... I don't... That felt like it actually was 15 minutes long. Okay, now, I, I'm not going to deny that definitely could have been cut down. Um... Uh, I feel like the fight scene between Neo and the Smiths would have been better if it was shorter. Maybe. It went on for too long. Uh, I had the same problem, as I said, with the... To be honest, every scene in this movie. Yeah. Every scene in this movie would have been better if it was cut down. Maybe. I I don't know. So, okay, so now Neo fights some dudes, and... It's absolutely one of the worst fights I've ever seen in my life. So, look, I enjoyed it this time, I'll admit... In previous viewings, I feel like I didn't enjoy it as much. As you've said, it is a bit low stakes. Now, it, it the action the action is fun. It's and not that good. It kind of does establish that Neo's not as vulnerable. It's one of the goofiest fights, actually, in the whole movie. It's like, 
the guys are all kind of I mean I know they're not supposed to be smart that he's fighting but like they're kind of dumb yeah in their actions I don't know just like it does bother me a little bit that they don't display any like cool powers the way we've we've been told that these guys are like werewolves and vampires and stuff and the ghost guys are awesome we'll get to those but they're grand yeah uh but the ones that Neo is fighting are just guys, and they seem to be sort of vaguely almost on his level, the same way the agents are. Uh, but yeah. like, or Actually, maybe this uh, is. First, I think these guys are, are more powerful than agents. This is one of the scenes where the movie could have earned its rating. Uh, you know, it's if Neo had like chopped them all to bits. Uh, the fact that one scene he literally slams a mace into a guy's face, but it's we, we don't really see. We don't see anything. In fact, it's. I think they actually cut away, right? And then they, they show him pulling the mace out of the face. But, like, it's just like the mace is lying on top of his face. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, in fairness, maybe his face is really tough. Cause he's Except it killed him, so... Well, maybe it just really. knocked him out. Because, I mean, they did make a big point about it how went some into of these guys... Face. They made a big point about how at least some of these guys can only be killed with silver. Uh, well, in this one, it was more like... But when, apparently like, they like, can't be The scene out. suggested it went into his face. Like it looked like it was yeah. going into his face. I don't think those guys died. It's not. It's not really made clear. They definitely are I, unconscious or incapacitated. I didn't like anything about that. Like, it took me. I kind of forgotten this, but like the whole way that people move weirdly in the Matrix, I was. I've always kind of wondered like what the deal is that. And to me, it just looked like they're doing regular actions, but there's no like motion in it it's just like completely effortless they're not doing anything in order to achieve the action Hmm. it's like when he does a cartwheel he's not moving his body his body just kind of flips over yeah i mean that's that's kind of some of the wire work stuff going on there yeah um and when in a later scene when niobe is that her name yeah Yeah, i think that's what you said yeah uh when niobe does this this mad kick thing off a, uh, a wall it i was like man that's a mad looking kick and then i was like Except that's a totally reasonable kick for a skilled martial artist to do. Except that she just kind of flew up to the wall and bounced off. Yeah. It's now, just like, there's no... That can, it's, that can no force, add to you know? the sort of supernatural heightened reality of this. Exactly. Like, that's, 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 that's all I'm really saying. That's why it looks that way. Yeah. But it kind of doesn't make sense for it to be it, that way. It can make it feel less immersive, yeah. I, there are definitely some... A couple of shots in the movie where, like... Someone gets kicked and they move in a way that's really weird. Like they slowly get pulled by a wire, and it yeah, it needed the to timing, be sped up. The timing is just off, and it, it it feels a little weird. Okay, so here we now get to one of the positives of the film, except not really uh, oh, the twins. The tr- I didn't care for them much. They were really? okay. I, I really like the I really like they the were whole cool thing. and kind of boring at the same time. I mean, okay, they're not good characters, but they're as they action movie of, opponents. They're really fun. I, I they're thought. fun, but I felt like they were kind of underused. Well, their their whole thing that they can they can phase through. They they can t- turn themselves solid or intangible at will. And I felt like they didn't do that enough. When they're intangible, they can heal any injury. So I just felt like you know that they they didn't do that enough. They're when they were in ghost form. You know they could have height mistakes a little bit like it was it was it, it was i mean yeah they come i'm not, they, not going to complain too much because i thought this is one of the best yeah scenes in the whole movie it's a, it's a pretty great sequence um um the, the yeah I'll, I'll i'll give you that uh for example they could have there's there's like one scene where they sort of almost casually let their arm get mangled 
Yeah. And then heal it. Um, but they never really do anything like that again. One guy, like, heals a cot, I think, at some point. Yeah, but, but they, they, don't, they don't really do anything where, like, they deliberately let themselves take an injury again, even though they can heal very easily, yeah. which would have been a bit better. But Okay, so this, this whole... In general, the whole... The, what I really like about this power is they're only... They're about on a par, slightly better, in terms of, like, martial arts skill as everybody else. But the fact that they can go intangible... Like, they can become invulnerable, but in order to attack, they have to become solid. So it, it's this really interesting sort of interplay. Yeah, I liked it. I just, I did feel it was a little bit underused uh, for just the kind of the sequence. Yeah, I would have um, I would have liked if there was more stuff like that. Okay, so this, I didn't find most of the rest of the scene particularly memorable until we get to the bit where Morpheus is... Uh, fighting an agent? Fighting an agent on top of the roof. Yeah, that was fun. On top of a, a truck, yeah. The roof, of the, the roof truck. of the truck. Yeah, yeah, you get what I was saying. Yeah, just, just, just to give context to any of our listeners who have forgotten how the movie goes. So this um, is great, but I still have problems with it, and I know you're probably sighing inside when. Okay, so this, uh, I, I'm, I'll, I'll give my opinion first. Which is this really sells that Morpheus is weaker and almost less skilled in a way, like less martial arts ability or less speed or whatever than this agent and he's just barely winning he's just barely hanging on you know he he basically never lands a hit on the on the guy he like manages to scratch his face slightly once he, i love the bit where he cuts off his tie that was that yeah, was cool man. that was good that he, was yeah he, he also manages to, to cut his tie in half as, as the agent dodges um whereas the agent hits him several times and every yeah. time he hits him it's like a big deal okay, so i'm gonna point out just the biggest problem with this fight uh, Morpheus does this huge, uh, very Matrix-style slow-motion jump into the air where he goes forward, and, and this is the problem. He goes forward with the truck doing a kick. Is he jumping at 120 miles per hour? You're saying he jumps... Well, are you talking about when he finally... No, I'm talking about... Do you remember this, this scene where he just does this crazy, like crane kick okay, or well, something if he's, if he's on the truck and he does a flip he's already moving at the speed of the truck so. yeah no I would have been fine just like a small jump that's fine this jump was like 10-20 feet in the air going forward he shouldn't have been able to land on the truck the truck would have gone past him underneath him well no because he's already moving at the speed of the truck so he's if like yeah but no when you jump into the air now the wind the, the moving wind, no, no only you, the wind from the truck is going to be pushing him only the wind from, from those passages is going to be pushing him backwards yeah, except he can't propel himself forward at the same rate as the truck. No, but no, okay. no, 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 no. I no. think this is this is just a physics thing you're misunderstanding. If someone is already on a, if you're on a train, yeah, and you throw a ball in the air and you catch it again, the ball moves as if you were standing still. Yeah, if you're in the train, if you're on top of the train, you if you're on top of the train, the wind will will mess with it. But otherwise, yes. but right. ignoring the wind, you're or, you're already moving at the same speed as the train. Yeah, but. That's so you don't need to you don't right. need to throw you don't need to throw a ball at the same speed as the train in order for it to go straight up. Yeah, if you're on top of the train, and okay, say there's no wind, which doesn't really make any sense. But if you throw the ball up, like if you throw the ball, if you throw, if the, you ball, throw the ball up ten feet in the air, it will go straight up relative to to where it started, which was on the train, moving at the same speed as the train. It, it can be it's a little unintuitive, but that that is actually how it works. Okay, so you're saying that a truck going like this, 
and he's jumping from here and the truck continues to go, you will still land here. Yes. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That's just how it works. I'm sorry. That's uh, maybe you'll maybe you haven't taken that physics class yes, yet, but that's just how fit, that's just how movement works. What about the wind? Well, he's super strong. He's already doing a crazy super leap. He can do it against the wind. I don't care about your physics. That scene looked like nonsense. <laughs> he can jump between skyscrapers. Yeah, the height he jumped at, which in itself looks funny when he's doing it, but... I feel like the wind isn't that much of an extra obstacle. Like, he's already jumping, doing that crazy jump. He's doing that crazy jump, and it looks like nonsense when he's doing it. Okay, well, look, if it threw you out of the movie, it threw you out of the movie, but uh, it, it didn't bug me, because that is actually pretty reasonable, with the, um, given, given the rules. The person I was watching the movie with agreed that it looked like nonsense as well. Well, yes, it looks like a physically impossible jump, because it is, because it's magic. It's it's one of the worst scenes in the movie. Okay. Thrown inside one of the best scenes in the movie. Uh, if, if, you, if you say so. Um... Anyway, he, uh, he, he, and he finally defeats, defeats the agent by, like, losing, and then the agent thinks he's gone. And then oh, yeah, he's he totally to jump loses, back up and, knock, like... and knocks him off, which I, I think is, is, a, is a good good way to, to do that. I don't know, I kind of... But he's, was... he's only able to land a hit on, on the agent as a surprise when the agent thinks he's de dead. Basically. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really like the end. It was kind of boring. I mean, it's... It was kind of a boring end to a, a quite a good fight, I don't know. Apart from that janky kick I mean it wasn't necessarily that the most exciting possible ending but I, I felt it, it it helped with the whole agents are a big deal thing right which admittedly the existence of Neo in this movie is already struggling and of course having done that to beat the agent the agent then immediately just teleports into someone else and comes at him with a truck yeah um, and, and admittedly he only gets out of that by Neo flying in and saving him um yeah so that's that that was I didn't like that at all Neo, who we didn't mention this, but I, I'm obviously drawing this. This you've seen the movie, you know that Neo was in the mountains because of Matrix magic. Uh, so after he, he to, fought those guys, so he has to Superman over there. Yeah, he has to fly a fair distance to get to them, uh, and he has to catch them. Now, I always find this weird in movies, and maybe this is more of my problem with science, <laughs> which I haven't done enough of to understand some stuff, obviously. Uh, but when he flies and catches them... Oh, that should definitely have killed them. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, you're absolutely right there, yes. That was... Because that looks like nonsense. And it, I, it always bugs I me mean, in Superman and Again, Superman I think... I think, look, we can maybe hand wave this with this part of his magic, but yeah, it's... I mean, realis that's... Realistically, yes. Obviously, if a supersonic object flies up to you and catches you... Well, it will honestly, it will tear it's, you in half. In this scene, it's... Almost more reasonable than it is in the later scene when he catches Trinity, which feels like she should have just exploded into a package of blood. Yeah, they make a really big deal about how like he's going so fast the shockwave is throwing cars into the air, and, and he just catches her and it's all la di da di da. Yeah. But I mean, in this one, he kind of catches them by their like their shirts. But even then, it should have just ripped the shirts off their backs, and yeah. they should still have died in the explosion. Yeah, well, the fact that he's pulling them out of an explosion that's already in progress when he reaches them, like. He's moving faster than the explosion, so yeah, I, that's that's gonna hurt them about as much as the explosion, if not more. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense. Uh, but again, he's already doing crazy physics bending stuff, so okay. You well, know. I'm I'm glad that I got that bit right. If in fact we might be able to say that uh, it's 
it's not entirely clear why when he's flying past these cars they're like sort of flying up and following him in his wake uh that might be you might almost say that like when he's flying he's sort of moving everything that's close to him as well yeah so it's 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 less like he's just flying into them and grabbing them with brute strength as that he's like you know what should happen them when he caught trendy the same thing that happens and i've only seen the trailer but in that scene from the boys yes where the, the speedster runs through someone yeah she that should have happened she should have just boom I mean that is that isn't physically realistic either because yeah, but their hands survive, which is kind of goofy. Well, that's that that show is at least there's someone comedy. holding their hands and then they're just left behind. That show at least is a comedy, from what I understand, uh, to a certain degree, like an action comedy. But this this movie is not a comedy. It takes itself very seriously. I mean, there's some there's some fun one-liners. Not really. Like when Smith goes like, "I want everything," and Morpheus is like, "Does that include a bullet?" From a gun. And he's like, well, no, you're dumb. <laughs> That's not a good line. That's a great line. I, I almost laughed at the line. It was pretty funny. It's so funny that you almost laughed. Right? I almost laughed out loud in a movie having what, that I've seen like five times. Well, I, I sat Which there. Which is a comedy. I, I, I sat it was, there it was a good line. still looking completely dead like I did throughout most of this movie. Hmm. Uh, <sighs> oh, I should also mention that the Merovingian references Neo's predecessor several times. So... Which is obviously foreshadowing. Uh, um, obviously there's... Well, I'm, curious, I'm, just, I'm curious what you thought about that before you knew what the answer was. I don't think I even caught it, to be honest. Oh, okay. I was... That was one of the scenes in the movie that had me so out of it, like, I was just dying. Like, I think... I think I actually paused that movie, like, twice during that scene. Huh, Okay. Like, I just, I, that entire conversation was just terrible. Even the dialogue just wasn't that great. Mm. It was just, un, it felt largely unnecessary. Uh, anyway, so, uh, after that, they, they get their mission from the, the key maker to, to complete the final mission of the Matrix. Yeah, so they Video start game. to do that. Um, some people die because yeah. of the... Yeah, we, it, mentioned, it, we mentioned it earlier. It's kind of a fun little heist thing. So they again, this is this is an, an, a, good, a decent excuse, I think, to introduce some stakes despite Neo being nigh invincible. Yeah. Okay. So just gonna skip because to the they bit. have they have to complete three different missions at the same time. Just gonna skip to and the bit where um, one of them. Trinity comes in because uh, I don't think we need to talk about anything up to then. That's when it starts to get uh, interesting again. All right. So okay, Trinity comes in. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Does the, does this scene happen slightly differently to it does at the beginning? It does, yes. So, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I was watching it going like, is this different? It generally happens faster. Okay, right. And like, uh, so like we don't see quite as much of Trinity breaking breaking in, whacking and, people with her helmet. Yeah, and uh, what we what we do see, I think some of the stuff that was in slow motion before is now normal speed. Right. Um, and again, when when she falls out of the building, as I as I've already said, she still falls in slow motion, but their guns are firing at kind of, you know, better normal, speeds, no, normal speeds, to, so that you, it's fast enough that you can't see the bullets. Yeah. Um, except for the final shot, which is about to hit her right as Neo flies in and and so catches her and, and breaks every bone in her body, uh, yeah, kills her. And, and um, again, that one for some reason is a weird slow bullet that doesn't make sense. I don't know what the deal with that is. As I said, I complained about the CGI for that as well. I didn't like the blood CGI. That was weird. Mm. 
Um, but well, okay, so we, we I guess we've we've skipped over the uh, the actual architect scene. Well, we haven't gotten to that yet. Uh, well, we haven't. I mean, we've already talked about the fight in, in the corridor with the, with all the smiths. Yeah, we talked about that. So now we get to the architect scene. Yeah. So. Oh, um, that was so boring. He talks for so long. Okay. It's like you've got like 20 minutes left in the movie and 15 of those. It's so just that guy talking. I, I've mentioned on this podcast before that I have a higher tolerance for exposition than average. So I'm perhaps unusually willing to like this scene. Um, I think it's funny because... I won't say it's like the greatest scene ever. It's it's one of the worst scenes I in don't, the movie. I don't mind it. But I, I, mean, I, I enjoy the stuff that he's saying as like world building. It's not a particularly dynamic delivery, despite the, the stuff they try to do with the, the, the screen showing Neo's possible reactions. And stuff. It was weird. They did that, and it was really good sometimes, and then it was kind of weird other times, because, you know, when he's supposed to be having a reaction, they do all the different reactions in the background. Mm. Other than that, he's just static. Yeah, well, I think... Like, at the very beginning, they're moving with him, I think. Well, okay, so I think, I think what I those are supposed to be weird. is they're showing what the architect thinks he's going to say. So when the architect is correctly anticipating him, like he or he correctly anticipates he's going to go save Trinity, he the screens do the same thing as he actually does. But when he does something unexpected, like not freak out uh, in, rea- in reaction to some of the revelations, then the screens aren't accurate and only... He's like it's like it's like showing like, like this is like one chance in a hundred right. or whatever. With regards to exposition and stuff that a lot of people consider boring, I find that interesting, right? Because you say you've got a high tolerance for exposition, mm-hmm. and exposition most people don't have a high tolerance because it's boring a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I myself don't mind it a lot most of the time. In this movie, I couldn't stand it because I didn't like most of the stuff. So I don't know. I was I was so bored at that point. I wasn't going to be you know, hyped up to watch exposition for 15 minutes. But it's interesting because other stuff, like when it comes to dramas, like you wouldn't watch a drama, which is weird because it's kind of a similar thing. It's a movie, it's just a movie that doesn't have much action. It's just mostly talking and stuff. Well, the thing is, it's world building, you know? It's it's the sort of, it's it's the same way that I've read all this stuff about the setting that's revealed in the Matrix Online that like very few people are gonna ever bother reading. Yeah, I guess. I I, enjoy, I like reading wikis and things. You know, I like reading about ideas. That I like even, doing that. Even I like when they're not able to build them into a story so much. And like the thing is, this stuff is it's part of the story uh, at, at least going forward. You know, I mean, the, the, there are some pretty huge revelations in this speech. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, totally. Come on, he, okay, he, he, he reveals that there have been, like, multiple previous Matrixes, uh, that they've they've all been destroyed, uh, all the previous Zions, you know, the, the whole idea that, that that Zion and the One and the Prophecy have all been, basically, a plan by the machines to control humanity. They're yeah. taking... But I got the weird impression... You know, some, 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 in, in order to keep the system stable, some fraction of people, everyone has to be allowed a choice, and some small fraction of people will choose to reject the system and, and go be crappy rebels. I got the weird impression that while he was saying this, I was supposed to be super impressed or shocked or something. Like, I was supposed to have some sort of reaction. Mm. Was I? 
I mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, I just sat there and was like, okay. It was just, I find this whole world, I'm like this for a lot of sci-fi stuff. It goes over my head, maybe. Mm. But I think you know that I'm not big into sci-fi. Uh, even when it comes to Star Wars, I like the original trilogy and then I don't really like... And I know most people don't like... Obviously, the original trilogy is the best. Everyone knows that. Mm. But even when it comes to it, I'm not that interested in most of the stuff when it comes to sci-fi. Yeah. I'm just not a sci- I just don't think I'm a sci-fi person. And I think as much as... You know, some people will love sci-fi. I'm just more of a fantasy or drama or whatever. Action. Just not sci-fi. It doesn't work for me. Hmm. I mean, these revelations are fairly personal to the to the characters in the sense that, you know, m- mostly Morpheus, and that we're, we're learning that Morpheus was wrong. Yeah. Um, and by extension, the most of the cast who believed in Morpheus's whole, like system that the that the oracle had had taught them uh they were all wrong i kind of um, never knew you were like this into the matrix like you've always gone on about like liking the matrix but like you know talking about it to you for this long <laughs> uh was not intended to be this long much like the matrix i hope yeah. um you know you're a lot more into it than i ever kind of knew well i i guess before you hadn't seen it, so I didn't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a sh- it like. <laughs> it's funny, you know. You say about how you like you like reading up on the lore and stuff that yeah. most people wouldn't like. I like doing that when it comes to movies, but not about the in-universe stuff. I like doing that about like how the movies were made and stuff. I'm a lot mm, more interested I mean, in that side. It, that's that's interesting too. I find the filmmaking aspects a lot more mm. fascinating than sometimes in most movies. Okay. I'm not going to lie and say I'm not interested in, like, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Too. Yeah. I'll admit, part of the appeal of the Matrix series to me is that whole extended lore thing. I really... I, I enjoyed... I mean, they're they're all very different, but uh, I enjoyed some of the Animatrix shorts a lot, especially the one that's most directly exposition-y, uh, which is called The Second Renaissance. Ugh, um, that does sound... Like a very exposition thing. It's it's really good. It, it basically it just explains the whole backstory of the setting. It's also notable in that that was actually going. It was it's based heavily on what was going to be the third movie. Um, the third the, the you the, mean the, what's going to be the fourth movie? Hopefully. Well, I, I I do I do suspect that some of it is is going to make it in there. Uh, like the the original intent for the Matrix trilogy was you have the Matrix, you have a movie about you know what happens once Neo is the one, which was which became the, the, the Matrix sequels. And then the third one would be a prequel or flashback or have heavily flashbacks and stuff. Like, or what would otherwise delve heavily into the backstory and the machine war and... Terminator. All that stuff. Um, I love and, Terminator. It's so good. Uh, I believe it was also intended to explain why Neo was able to mess with the machines in the real world, which ended up becoming part of the Matrix Online. And... This whole sort of extended universe of the Matrix, it didn't really work out in the end because, you know, only so many people are ever going to play the Matrix online and now it's gone, so they can't play it. It's true. And this idea of making... And all the Matrix video games, as far as I know, are supposed to be canon and, like, stuff happens in them that affects the movies. 
it's not that big a deal, but it didn't really work out that well in practice. Uh, but but it did create this huge body of lore that I enjoy. Um, but even on their own, I really like. I kind of expected not to like this movie as much as I did rewatching it because I know it, it was only ever meant to be the first part of a two-part movie, really. And they had to stretch it out into a whole movie. But I really enjoyed watching this movie. Yeah, I mean... Look, I'm not going to down you because you like the movie. I, I, and I'm, and I, okay, I am going to down you for not liking the movie, but in a playful way because I know my opinion is unpopular. Yeah, I mean, look... I'll, like I just said, I'm just not much of a sci-fi person. Hmm. Uh, which I think is just something that you are much more interested in. Same way I'm much more interested in, like, maybe dramas than you would be. Yeah, that, that that's definitely um, probably part of it. But, look, part of it might just be the pacing. I mean, I really didn't mind the very long action scenes in this because they're cool action scenes, but it, apparently you really did. And, I mean, See, they are... I don't, I don't find them as cool as I think they're supposed to be. Yeah, a lot maybe of people that's part of it. I mean, and look, like, I, and I, I, I gave out a little bit about the janky CGI, but I'm not. I can't. It didn't take me out of it that much. I'm not going to complain because I mean, this movie had a massive influence on CGI and on directing styles and stuff. More the first one, to be fair. Yeah, and you know how different things were done, and I, I, I like that. And I like plenty of movies that are just full of CGI, but obviously CGI is a lot better now. And I did describe this as feeling like much more of a very good video game. <laughs> In terms of the CGI quality. Yeah, rather than a very good movie. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, it was, it was cutting edge when it came out, but... If you think that's bad, you should see the some of the cutscenes from The Matrix Online that are floating around. I won't. No, but just in terms of the graphics quality. Yeah. If you, if you think this looks like a video game, wait till you see what a video game looked like at, at the time. I mean, I've, I've played Doom. <laughs> well, this is a little more recent than Doom, but... Doom was fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... It's interesting, like, I'm always fascinated about, like, how movies did, uh, you know, what other people thought about them and stuff and this is a really random thing that most people don't care about but like when you look at like the budget and how this movie did and then how the first and then the last movie did it's really I find it was really interesting because like the first movie had a not unreasonable budget and it only had like 65 million and the stuff it did was really good like look I'm not in terms in terms of in terms of the quality of the movie or in terms of financially? In, in terms of the quality mo of the movie and financially because then it would gross like over 400 million, which is great returns. And then this movie, which had so much higher, it had so much like more money put into it, like up to 150 million, which even by today's standards... It's not cheap. That's not a cheap movie. That's, that's a big budget, big franchise movie. Uh, but then I felt the quality of the movie lacked. They didn't. It didn't lack financially when it came to 
box office. It made like over seven hundred million. It did incredibly well because I think everyone expected it to be. Yeah, I hate to say it, but that's because sequels tend to be based in their returns on how good the previous movie was. Yeah, it's how you know it, it's. But of course, the interesting, expectations. Interestingly enough, the third movie had a you know pretty similar budget because it was actually made at the same time. Mm. You know, it was filmed pretty much back to back. And then released back to back. But because everyone was so disappointed in that movie, the last movie did it made the same it made close returns to the first movie but then had the same budget as the second movie, so did it did it make back its budget? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it it did it did grand for a movie, but like it didn't do as well as they would have liked it to do. They were expecting it to gross probably the 700 million that the last one did yeah I wonder but it only made back like 400 million I wonder if the Wachowskis were hoping to get a fourth Matrix movie back then I'm sure they they were and they just didn't because it didn't the third one didn't do well enough yeah they should have cut down this movie it would have done better I don't I, I can't imagine how it would have done much better financially I mean it did incredibly financially but you know people would have liked it a lot more yeah, I have often thought that an, a really interesting project for someone, such as myself, if I was ever to get off my arse and do it, uh, a really interesting project would be to turn the two Matrix sequels into one movie, to cut them down into one regular length movie. I would, I think that would be better. I, I do suspect it would help. Now, again, it w- maybe I wouldn't even prefer it. <laughs> is the funny thing. Um, but everyone else might, yeah. In that, at, at the very least, I wouldn't necessarily prefer the action scenes to be shorter. But, I mean, there are certainly scenes in this movie that are that could that could do with some trimming, like the the, the whole Mer- the Merovingian giving his lengthy speech and giving uh, the girl the cake and all that. I think the first fight scene between Neo and all the Smiths should have been cut down. It didn't need to be cut down majorly. Like, I'm gonna just take a wild number and say if it was ten minutes long, right? Which it probably wasn't quite that long. But it, I don't think it was far off. Uh, if they cut it down to like six minutes, from that, yeah, it would have been a lot more reasonable. I can buy it. That means by the time you're losing interest in it, it has a, maybe maybe worked. They should have worked on the ending of that. Having him fly away was not a satisfying ending to a fight. Hmm. Uh, you know, if the ending had been maybe a little different to that fight, or maybe just stopped it at a different time and then to have him fly away or something. The funny thing is, agents and Smith. Neo can't really beat them. Like, he he did in the he first movie. kills Smith at the end of the first movie, and then it, but then it turns out that that didn't really work. So in fact, it made him more powerful. Yeah. He so like, up. they could have played that up more. Yeah, it was just you know if they it, it it I do I do agree that this this movie does kind of struggle to give Neo any kind of threat that's on his level. Um. And like I've been saying, like, always, like, the stakes just weren't high enough yeah, in this like, movie. You know, on the one hand, when he's fighting Smith, you know, it's a draw. But the fact that it never really feels like the killing Smith is on the cards, and it never really feels like killing Neo is on the cards either. So, yeah, it, the, the stakes do... It does undermine the stakes. I'm going to mention one thing. Now, you know at the end where the architect is like, okay, you pick, like, 
16 women and 7 men or whatever. Yeah? Why that ratio? No, no, I, 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 I get that. But am I wrong in thinking that he could have picked Trinity? Uh, no, because she was being shot. Oh, wait, so how, how does that work? Does he just, like, why have him pick people at all if he can't? Well, you can't pick someone who's dead. But if she, she could have survived that. By Matrix logic, I feel like she could have survived that. I mean, being shot and then landing, I mean, the car thing wasn't going to kill her. She's yeah, jumped off plenty of buildings and survived. That, that is an interesting point, you know. Couldn't he have picked the people he liked? And I know that sounds harsh, but if it's already happened over and over... Yeah, now, maybe... And I know, I, okay, the end goal is to beat the Matrix, but... Yeah, now, to be fair, maybe he's... He, they don't go into this, but he might only have been allowed to pick, like, new people. Because yeah, otherwise, I did, they, I did otherwise, they would that, have, otherwise they would have known about the previous cycle. Unless, I suppose, he got to pick the same people, but they had their memories wiped. Or that, yeah. You know, and it, I think it, he's maybe implied in the first movie they can wipe memories. They never really go into it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to feed they into were, it too much. But I'm just saying. They there was that there was that whole thing where like they mess with Neo and then he wakes up and it's like it's been a dream. Uh, that was a weird. That was that was a good scene. Like. They had some fun CGI in that, like the mouth thing and stuff. Yeah, that's a great scene. Okay, so basically the movie ends. Uh, he saves Trinity, like we said. Comes out of the Matrix. Uh, their ship is about to be attacked by some squid people. Well, the ship is blown up. They just barely get out. Yeah, so that, you know, their ship is about to be attacked. So they get out. They start to run away. Uh, their ship is blown up. Uh, Morpheus says, I have dreamed a dream. And... Now that dream has been taken away from me, or something Which along those lines. I believe is a reference to the King Nebuchadnezzar that the ship is named yeah. after. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Um, and then while they're running away, they get found by some uh, sentinels. Sentinels, yeah. Uh, Neo uses unexplained magic powers uh, in the real world to just like EMP them. Then he passes out, and they get picked up by a different ship, and the movie yeah. is I, I think it's, it's more like he's sort of hacking them or something, but yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it needs to be explained. Okay, uh, I, I guess I can tell you the explanation right now. I mean, it, it could be considered a spoiler for don't, the fourth movie if they, if they include it. You can tell me after the fourth movie if they don't include it, because it's okay, coming out in December. Enough. It's not that long. Uh, so... Uh, I think it's time to wrap this up. It's gone on for quite a while. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, let's see. Is favorite there... and least favorite. Okay, so... Hmm. Young. Honestly, my favorite... Sorry, you... What? I, I was oh, you want to your, was, you wanna give your favorite first? Okay, sure. I, Young. My favorite part was... Um... <laughs> was <laughs> I'm sorry I, I had something and then I just blanked for a second was that probably that fight scene between Morpheus and the guy the agent that's a pretty solid choice yeah on the roof of the truck did it have its flaws I, I did think so even if one of those flaws wasn't quite as bad literally as I thought it was but it still took me out of the movie and apparently it took other people out of the movie because like I said I was watching with someone and they thought the same thing Hmm. Um, what was your favorite adult? Um, um, Hard so to pick, huh? 
I'm inclined to go with... Now, I'm not picking the architect scene, but I am picking the revelation in the architect scene about the fact that the whole resistance has been just another means of control. Okay. I think that's really interesting, and on a, like, metaphorical level as well, you know, because the Matrix is kind of all a bit of a vague metaphor for, like, rebellion or whatever. You know, it is... Now, it is interesting that, you know, yeah, sometimes the method of controlling someone is telling them that they're fighting the system, you know? Um, so, it, it works on multiple levels, and it's, it, uh, as, as just a pure piece of sci-fi, it's interesting. Okay, so what's your least favorite, you know? Okay, so, despite the fact that I didn't really like the whole movie that much, I would say my least favorite out of... I, I, I was obviously a bit aggravated by quite a lot of scenes. So you said. But even though I've I considered the rave scene, which is t just terrible, no one can defend that. Ooh, really. Yeah, that's tempting as well. And I've considered the long speech by the Miravachi. Miravinjian. Miravinjian. I was so close. Um, I'm actually going to go with that fight scene that I felt had no stakes between... Uh, the between Mir between the Merovingians henchmen and Neo in the kind of lobby looking place. Yeah, again, yeah, I, that's pretty understandable. It's one of the weaker fights in the movie. Yeah, I think like it just didn't have enough stakes. Uh, it it just felt a little bit boring, and it it was again it was a little too long for a fight scene that just wasn't that good anyway. Uh, anyway, Adult, what was your favorite? Or least favorite, sorry. Um, so, I'm of two minds here. One, I, I am tempted to pick the Rave Cave. Um, the Cave Rave in the Rave Cave. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's definitely, I feel like it's the worst scene in the movie. It's my least favorite scene. But, um, I'm actually going to pick Neo's wonky power levels. Um, in the sense that they, yeah, they simultaneously too weak to feel like it's fulfilling the promise of the previous film and too strong to feel like there's much stakes in the fights that he's in now at least on this watch through i didn't mind the lack of stakes that much but part of that in fairness might just be that you know i i already know the whole plot so i can't be caring that much about yeah it's if he's going to fail because i know if he's going to fail yeah in a way that's true and in a way that's actually like I bring this up so often, but I'm rewatching Stranger Things, and I mean, you know that I love that, and I know that you're not a, a huge fan of Stranger Things, but despite the fact that I've watched it twice already, I still find that I'm kind of nervous for the characters, and there's still I still feel like there's stakes. Yeah, and in fairness, I will I will say I I agree with you. The best fight scene in the movie is probably the fight scene between Morpheus and the agent where it the really does feel like there's stakes even though I know full well that he's not going to die because I've seen the movie multiple times yeah um, you know, so I just yeah now I think I think the the solution should have been they should have gone into more detail on what Neo's limits were yeah uh, I think if they you know it, it, it was solvable but yeah the best the best thing to have done for this movie would have been to cut uh, quite a lot. And by that I don't mean like cut the movie like in half. 
or anything. I mean, just you know, cut the length. Yeah, just of trim, a couple trim of down scenes. each scene a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe give or okay, yeah, maybe if, if because they didn't, they should definitely have given an explanation for his hacking powers in the real world. Uh, by the sounds of it, they didn't do that in the third movie, so they should have done that, obviously. But I'm not going to talk about the third movie yet because I haven't watched it. Yeah, it really uh, would have only taken a single line. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if that had happened, I mean, to be honest, I would honestly say just cut that entire fight scene between him and the uh, Mer the, the Merovingian. Yeah, the Merovingians mooks. Uh, or at least cut it to a lot, lot shorter. Cause yeah, I mean, it kind of has to happen for plot reasons. It, it does um, have to happen. I get that, but you know. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It could have been a lot. Sh- it it would have been. It would have been better. You're right. If he just destroyed them really quickly. Yeah, just destroyed them really quickly. But unfortunately, at that point, Trindian guys are gone, and he walks out, and oh no, he's in the mountains. Yeah. Which look, I wasn't a fan of the fact that he was in the mountains all of a sudden. That was kind of well, it's because they used the key portals. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get it, but at the same time, it was kind of if it did feel slightly like a cop out that he couldn't have been there for the, that other fight. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess that's kind of the whole. That's oh, the... Superman is off fighting someone else, so he can't save us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've given our favorites and least favorites. We've talked about the movie in detail, and we've given what we think would have been the best solutions. Let's end on a rating out of 10. Yeah, so I'm thinking 8.5 out of 10. It's not as good as the first one, but I really do enjoy it. It's a, it's, it's a good movie. I'm going to go for... And this feels harsh to you, I'm sure. I don't... But I, I, it might even feel harsh for just Matrix fans in general, who even the people who don't like the movie that much. I'm well, gonna well, go for now, four out of ten. Believe me, there are Matrix fans who would give this movie a lot less than four out of ten. There yeah. are Matrix fans who refuse to admit there are any Matrix sequels. <laughs> uh, it's it's a whole thing. Like, there are a lot of Matrix fans who will make a point of talking loudly about how they wish there had been Matrix sequels. <laughs> it's hey, not, look, they're finally which, getting there. I don't uh, find funny. It's 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 really worn thin after like the first ten or twenty times I've heard that joke. But <laughs> you know, well, they're get, they're getting their wish, you know. Yeah, believe me, people were really annoyed at these movies when they came out, and many have not stopped being annoyed. I'm not going to be annoyed because I mean, look, I wasn't a ginormous Matrix fan of the first one. Um, you know, yeah. I didn't, ironically, that may be helping your opinion of this one. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but like I said, that was a B movie for me, which I know is ridiculous to even people who don't like sci-fi, but just wasn't the movie for me. Uh, but this one was just not a great movie, but it did have moments that I liked. I'm not going to lie. It had a lot more moments that I didn't like, and it was too long, but I'm still going to be generous and give it a 4 out of 10 because I think it had potential, but it was just... It didn't work out. Um, so, thanks for listening. <laughs> You can, as always, you can talk to us at Pod Young Adult on Twitter, or uh, you can use our email address, podcastyoungadult at gmail.com, or you can rate and review us on all your various podcasting apps and websites. Obviously, if this was your introduction to uh, Young Adult Podcast, thanks for listening. We do reviews of different kind of... 
you happen to be a fan of uh, the Mistborn series, then we're definitely the podcast for you. <laughs> yeah. We've got a whole bunch of reviews of that. Um, um, we'll be talking about other uh, fantasy and kind of fun, I don't know, sources of media, entertainment that can be enjoyed by both adults and young adults, aka teenagers. So check that out when they come out. Or perhaps by young adults and children, such as yourself. <laughs> uh, but teenagers, such as yourself. I'm hurt. Uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Goodbye. <laughs>